the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You weather forecast. I'm Alexa Weisberg for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I'm feeling good this morning. How about you, Ken? I'm feeling great, Doc. Good morning. How are you today, sir? With I love this selection here because it's kind of a uh, Charlie Brown feel to it. Yeah, yeah it's a nice little tune. Yeah, I'm, I, I got a bad case of hepatitis. I caught that this week. Hepatitis? Yeah, terminal coolness. <laughs> <laughs> And we're streaming live, everybody. We're on Facebook and YouTube and Twitch, and I don't know what else. Um, I haven't quite figured all that out, but we're getting there. <laughs> and you're also on the radio. And I'm on the radio. We're live on AM860, The Answer, and FM93. Something. something. <laughs> Which is a small station somewhere in the area here that can't get our AM. 93.7, it is 93.7 there you go and so you can catch me live on a number of venues boy that's a big word venue i like that i'm on a venue ken (laughs) you're sounding good no matter where you are doc oh you're so sweet (laughs) so uh we're we're having trouble getting people uh to take the vaccine now we're we've got about 55 percent of florida uh fully vaccinated and maybe 60 65 percent with at least one one dose. So we're doing pretty good in all this bad press about how Florida is anti-vaccination. We're one of the most vaccinated states, when you, especially when you get into the 65 and up age group. We're, we're almost 100% vaccinated between 65 and 80. And the state's not anti-vaccine, it's anti-mandate. It's, it's anti-Democrats as well. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> if they said no mandate, we'd probably say yes. <laughs> Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's not that simplistic. You know what I mean? So at any rate, getting the healthcare workers to take it has been a, a chore too. And, and uh, Ken and I were talking before the show about uh, New York state, the governor has mandated vaccinations for all healthcare workers, hospitals, nursing homes, um, public clinics, so on and so forth. And uh, that Ken raised the question, are they going to walk out or are they going to have a mass exodus? You know what? I, New York is a little bit different, and I think that they will probably fall in line for the most part. You'll have a few people walk out, but, you know, they're more sheepish up there. The, if the governor says stay at home, well, they all stay at home. I mean, you, you go up to New York City in the middle of the pandemic, and and uh, Times Square was, I mean, it was dead empty. I, I mean, there was nobody there. And, uh, you know, it's hard to believe that in a city that size, what the greater New York area has got to be 15 million people. That they Probably, all just yeah. that, that they just all follow. I mean, uh, not that that's necessarily a good or bad thing. It's just a different way of looking at the world. You know, it, it's uh, it's more socialistic. It's more uh, we trust in our government and so on and so forth. Of course, we Southerners, especially Florida and Texas, we're a little bit more cantankerous and. You know, <laughs> 
<laughs> we ain't going to just lay down and take it, baby. <laughs> well, also, if, it, if it's mandatory for all hospitals and healthcare workers, where else would they go to get work? They'd have to leave the state. Yeah, and you know what? I, I have been saying this, and I talked with uh, our medical director, Ron Rasmussen, and I said, Ron, all the hospitals in the country need to lock arms and uh, just mandate that all hospital employees and all doctors on staff have to have the vaccine, end of discussion. And then they don't have anywhere else to go. You know? Exactly, yes, I know. So we do need that, and uh, people say, well, you know, you can't mandate people in a workplace to do this and this and that. Oh, yeah, you can. You know, the courts are going to uphold this. And I think that especially healthcare workers, because, look, this is the first thing that we're trying to protect in the middle of this pandemic, Ken, is we, we want to keep our healthcare system intact. Certainly. And if you lose, you know, even if you lose 5% of your healthcare workers, I mean, we're already struggling for nurses uh, to get nurses. It's just not an easy thing. And there are even startup companies, uh, there's an, a company that's just been started up. It's, or it's been around maybe a year or two. It's called Nomad Nurses. And uh, this guy hires these nurses uh, and pays them really high wages and uh, sends them all over the country if there's a need, if a little hospital needs some nurses, if their shortage uh, is overwhelming them and they need some help during the flu season or whatever, then he sends traveling nurses out there. A nursing broker, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he said nursing broke. You know that they're paying some of these nurses $175 an hour. Wow. Hour. <laughs> an hour. Of course, you have to be willing to travel and you got to pay your own expenses. So, you, you know, you're going to have to stay in some flea bag hotel or motel. No. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, you, if you're that kind of adventuresome person, it's a great way to, to make a living. I mean, you only have to work half the year. Exactly. Well, that's not bad, yeah. But it's not bad at all. I got who who, who would handle your health care in that case, though. You would have to buy your own health care. Yeah, you got to have yeah. your own health care. So that's that's going to cost you a little bit more. And uh, there are some uh, uh, visiting nurses and traveling nurses uh, uh, companies that actually provide a lot of benefits, but of course they don't get the same kind of wages. You know, they may get half that or a third that, but right. still. You know, that's still good money. I mean, you think about making 60 bucks an hour. Not bad. That's, that's not bad money. Yeah. You work a 12-hour shift, and uh, that's, what, $720? That's a pretty good week, you know. Yeah, and you do that uh, 200 days a year, you're in Fat City. <laughs> you're in Fat City. So, uh, by the way, we do need more nurses, so anybody who's interested get into nursing school. It's a, it's a great field and we love having new faces and new places. So at any rate, so the, the, uh, the population, the healthcare population, the results of a, a big study showed that the, the healthcare workers that are most reluctant to get vaccinated are going to be black Americans and, and non-Hispanic, uh, black Americans and Hispanics too. So, um, is it a trust issue? What's uh, what's the problem? I th I think it's trust. I do. I really do. Uh, but and I was explaining this to to my friend Ken, who's a retired ophthalmologist. And of course, ophthalmologists are about as far away from medicine as you can be, and still call yourself a doctor. You know, and and they're they're very narrow in their view. There's only one little organ they look at. <laughs> <laughs> 
And although it's the most important, I guess it's very important, though. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, that's because we are visual hunters, and uh, thank God for the ophthalmologists. They've done a tremendous job in in uh, in ridding the world of, of dreaded diseases and and blindness and all kinds of things. The surgery they do is very delicate. Oh, you would think so, but I'll tell you, the eyeball is extremely rugged, extremely rugged. No kidding. Yeah, it's one of the toughest. Uh, you know, it's spongy, so if you get bopped in the eye with a fist, the area around your eye will get all black and blue, but generally your eyeball just kind of squishes in and pops right back out. Okay. <laughs> just to tell you about the guy when I was in the ER uh, as an intern uh, at Charity in New Orleans. Uh, the residents came on one day, and the residents said, hey, Handelman, go back and roommate and look at that guy. Did I tell you this story? No, I've never heard it. Go ahead. What happened? So I go back there, and here's this guy, and he's got this horrible black eye. I mean, his whole, his eye was almost swollen shut. He looked fine. I said, what happened to you? And he pointed to the view box. Back then we had, you know, x-rays that you put up in a view box. There's a 22 shell in his in his bony orbit. Oh, my. And uh, I said, can you see? He says, yeah, I can see fine. 22 shell. <laughs> it tunneled underneath the periosteum, which is the lining uh, uh, on top of the bone. That's, it's a real fibrous lining. And it tunneled its way right down next to the optic nerve and stopped just shy of it. <laughs> like, I have a I, whole new respect for the toughness of the eyeball. He, I, so you know what we did? We gave him a tetanus shot and a handful of penicillin and told him to come back to ophthalmology clinic next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's wow. nothing more we could do. You know, he had a black eye <laughs> with a bullet in it. <laughs> but he could still see. That's amazing. He could still see. So the, the eye is pretty tough. At any rate, so Ken was... Uh, was talking to me. We, we went target shooting yesterday and I explained how the vaccine works because he really didn't know uh, the, the whole story. And he said, you need to repeat that over and over and over because a lot of it is just a misunderstanding of how this works. And so I'll tell you again, Ken, real quick, because I know you and I are both sick of hearing this, but the public needs to hear it, right? Absolutely. I guess as many times as we have to say it. Yeah. As many times. Okay. So the technology is based on a little strand of RNA, which is a piece of genetic material that tells the cell uh, to make a protein, and that's what it's based on. This little piece of RNA was isolated by a team of scientists at the Jenner Institute in London uh, at uh, Oxford University. Okay, the Jenner Institute's named after Edward Jenner, who is the father of modern immunizations. He started the whole uh, smallpox vaccination. Well, he didn't start it, but he codified it in, in a paper and presented it to the Royal Society in the 1780s. And, uh, and that really brought it into the, into the mainstream of, of medicine. So at any rate, <clears throat> they isolated this little snippet of RNA that encodes for the spike protein. And every vaccine on the planet that is being made is tied to this little snippet of messenger RNA. Now, there's a company in China that's actually taking the spike protein and hooking it onto a, a trimer, which is uh, uh, three pieces of collagen hooked together. Collagen is a protein that is a structural uh, protein in our bodies. It gives our skin the integrity it has. It, it, it's what makes the tendons and the ligaments stick together and stick to bones. 
So they're using that, and it's a pretty cool technology. But even that, it's the spike protein. And the spike protein, they make it from this little piece of RNA that they have been that has been licensed to them. So the, the uh, mRNA vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, they are uh, little pieces of mRNA, the RNA that is wrapped in a fat molecule, and that's taken up by the dendritic cells, which are specialized white blood cells, and they break the capsule, the, the, the package, the wrapping open, they open it up, and they, we have enzymes called lipase, which lipids, which break down fats. And so the cell breaks it open and it looks at that little piece of RNA and it says, hey, let's make something with this. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, well, I wonder what this is. And so they throw it on, on a ribosome, which is the factory that, that actually makes the protein. And then the little carrier uh, molecules come in and, and start putting down the amino acids and hook them together. And amino acids are what make proteins. And so this little spike protein is made and then the dendritic cells stick it out on their on their cell membrane and they call the t lymphocytes they actually call them they give them a chemical signal to come here i got something for you this is pretty cool look at this look at this new technology that uh, the humans have developed <laughs> i don't know if they're really aware of us or not you know <laughs> i'd like to think they are they, yeah, I would like to, too. But, you know, it's kind of like a huge city, the body. I mean, you know, the kidneys, they don't have any idea what the brain or the lungs are doing. They could care less, you know. Just the brain has to know. The brain has to have some idea, but even the brain's a little con con confused and muddled, I would guess. Yeah. That's my uh, life in general, so. Yeah. <laughs> confused and muddled. But you know the you know the body had a big fight one time. Uh, who was going to run everything? And the brain said, "Well, you know, I'm obviously the central processing unit here." And the heart said, "Well, if I don't pump, you ain't going to do nothing." And the lungs said, "Well, heart, you need air, so I'm taking over because I'm the contact with the oxygen in the world." And the stomach said, "Hey, wait a minute, you know, you got to have food." And then they got down to the anus. The anus didn't say anything, Ken. Yeah. It just down for two weeks. The brain got foggy. The heart beat fast. <laughs> the, the lungs were panting. The stomach was nauseous. And everybody said, well, yeah, we'll let the a-hole be in charge. I'm sorry. Is that, was that inappropriate for oh, me? You know, it's a Sunday morning. Yeah, I hope Barb's not listening. She's usually in church around now. So. <laughs> a little sarcasm. Well, anyway, I got my third dose. Yes, you did. You came down to the office, yes, didn't you? Yes, Thursday I was in getting my third dose from you guys. So, And, and uh, Stan from uh, the Green Thumb Show just beforehand, I was sitting in with him today. James wanted a day off, so I was sitting in with Stan today for the Green Thumb Show. And he's got his third dose. He's ready. Of course, he had a heart transplant, so he pretty much, I guess, was ordered to get in there and get it. How's he doing? He's doing great. Nice pink hue in his skin and everything. He's sounds like the old Stan. So the heart's beating and yeah. the lungs working, and I, he, I hope he's moving his bowels because we <laughs> we didn't get into his bowels. So maybe next week, Doc. <laughs> A little sarcasm. The gulf between the author of sarcasm and sarcastic wit and the person who doesn't get it. So the. There's a sarcasm with some of the audience. We'll have to work on that. There you go. There. 
so we're doing good here. And so uh, New York has mandated vaccines. And uh, for all of the criticism of Florida, we're, we're up there with all the other states that are heavily vaccinated. Uh, a little bit behind a, a few of them, but ahead of most of them, actually, Ken. We're ahead of most states. And so the criticism of us as being a non-vaccine state is just not true. It's another falsehood that the liberal press is putting they're out. They're just aiming this stuff at DeSantis because of the, uh, you know, he's, he's behind Trump as far as the numbers are concerned for 24. Yeah, and I don't know if Trump's going to make it. He's, uh, he's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big Trump fan. I'm a big DeSantis fan. I, I'd take either one of them. But, uh, boy, he sure can polarize the country, can't he? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, well. So the Chinese, uh, there's a company in China that has developed a new vaccine using these uh, these trimers, uh, Clover Biopharmaceuticals, and uh, their vaccine has been tested, and it's uh, as good as, if not better than, the Johnson and Johnson and AstraZeneca, the you know the live attenuated uh, adenoviruses that have the spike protein uh, genetics cut into their. DNA and and they make the spike protein. Again, you're back to the Oxford uh, group at the Jenner Institute. They they got they've licensed that little snippet of mRNA all over the world. It's really neat. So at any rate, this is a pretty cool technology. And uh, you know what? I'm think I'm going to invest in this company. It's the stock's only a buck or a buck and a half. Well, and, get in and, now. Yeah, sure. And jump in on this, and because this is, these guys have have a really neat technology. It's been around for a long time, but it's just making its way into the medical arena. And they think that they'll be able to uh, to use this <clears throat> not only for vaccines but for cancer and different things. Oh, is this uh, the one I was reading about? I was reading about something they've come up with with maybe uh, not right now, but in the future could be a cure for cancer. All yeah. of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is a breakthrough. That's true. And and what this what this little uh, technology can do is you can hook different uh, proteins or antibodies or antigens. And an antigen is like the the, the uh, spike protein. That's an antigen, and that causes a, a reaction in the body. But these three little molecules that are hooked together, uh, they call it a. Let me see. What do they call this thing? A, a trimer or or something like that, you know, something that has to do with three at once. And uh, they hook that together, and apparently it makes it more effective. It makes it uh, more uh, potent and powerful, antigenic, or it makes the uh, uh, the antibodies more functional and more active, so you can target specific antibodies. You know, when you get the monoclonal antibody, the Regeneron for, these, for the uh, COVID, if you have it, uh, but you're not sick enough to be in the hospital, um, that's an antibody that attaches to the spike protein and inactivates it. And so this is really neat new technology. And uh, I hope that it takes off and I would love to be in on that. And I think I will. I'm going <laughs> to have to get some money from, uh, I don't know where I'm going to get it. I don't think the wife will give me any. Let's buy stuff. Oh, and I'll tell her you're going to make some and she might, she, she might go, she might go in on that one. Oh, she'll melt down. But I'll I'll work on her. Take about an hour or two to calm her down. But you don't know <laughs> what you're doing. You 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 don't know anything about money. And you 
She's making good money, by the way, Ken. I was shocked. She, <laughs> she, she had me filling out our financial statement last night. I'm like, oh, crap, woman, you've almost doubled your money in a year. Say, I'm paying you what now? My goodness. <laughs> Where'd you pick these? How'd you pick these stocks? I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> Doing it. So the third dose has been authorized uh, for uh, the Pfizer vaccine. And, of course, Dr. Bill authorized this, what, six weeks before the government did. So, yeah. Uh, You've always been ahead through this entire pandemic, Doc. So. You know what? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Are, are they? I'm certainly I'm not as smart as some of these people at the, at the CDC and the FDA. I can't be. I mean, if I were, I'd be there, wouldn't I? Not necessarily. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, what are they thinking, Ken? What are they thinking? Well, I think it's smarter than Fauci, to tell you the truth. So but that's just me. Well, you know what? He actually graduated first in his medical school class. So he's a smart guy. There's no doubt about it. Um, and that doesn't mean that he's has the highest IQ, but it certainly means that he applied himself. I mean, he may and probably does have a high IQ, but, you know, you don't have to have the highest test scores to have the highest IQ. And you don't have to have the highest IQ to have the highest test scores. You got to have some. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to be in the ballpark when it comes to uh, uh, basic and, and native intelligence if you're going to succeed in, in a, you know, in a, a high tech profession like medicine. But uh, certainly, you know, I didn't do. I was in the, you know, middle to upper third of the of the class, but. I was raising a kid and, and being a crazy man, and, and I probably could have done a lot better if I'd applied myself more. But I was busy, Ken. Yeah, sure. You you were busy having life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, I learned a lot, too. And But you can, you can apply yourself in any situation. And, uh, you know, it's not intellect that, that ultimately wins the race. It's perseverance and persistence. You got to hang in there, and you got to keep plugging away. Turtle will always beat the hare in the long run. Yeah. I think Fauci's just gotten too in love with himself. You know what I mean? I think he's just too publicity-minded. Oh, yeah. Of course, he's narcissistic. I mean, you know, the guy's in his 80s, and he's still <laughs> he's still looking and dressing like a 50-year-old <laughs> on TV and everything. I mean, look, I'm, I, I admire him for that. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I admire his intellect and the great work that he's done over the over the decades in his field. But, uh, you know, I think he's I think he's a little bit I, I don't know if he's real well acquainted with the truth. You know what I mean? Mm. Or he knows how to make the truth bigger to fit his narrative. That's more likely. Yeah, I yeah. think that's likely. Because it's that they're, they're trying to sell a message. They're trying to sell yeah, a message. Exactly, they are, and and you know that that's okay if the message is a good one. But if the message is uh, garbled or misleading, and and you hear this from a lot of people, they're confused because they hear one thing one week and something else the next week. You can't contradict yourself like that. And you know the best thing to do is just to listen to Doctor Bill and Ken on Sunday, and you'll get the whole story, and you get it straight, and you get it consistently. We've never changed. And we deny From any day one. What he accuses us of. <laughs> <laughs> so, at any rate, I think that uh, 
I think that actually Florida's doing pretty good and uh, the country will be okay, but we're still gonna see some surges. We're gonna have some more surges uh, uh, as unvaccinated groups come in contact with the Delta virus or other strains. Uh, our hospital has calmed down significantly. Florida, the, uh, the big jump, the big spike in the Delta virus is uh, waning off now, but in other states it's, it's picking up. And we don't even know what goes on in the rest of the world because most of the world, you don't get accurate information anyway. They don't keep statistics. They don't have the ability to do the things that we do. But we will get to herd immunity, won't we? <clears throat> we should be but probably going to have to be about 75 to 80% with this uh, because this is just so infectious. That is, it's so easily transmitted from one person to another. You know, the flu is not as infectious, although it can cause just as much trouble. Uh, and we certainly have had deaths over the years, uh, depending on how bad the flu pandemic uh, is a year. But but this is just so, Ken, it's so, so infectious. I mean, you know, we don't even know how many people actually have had it and just had a mild case and got over it. And we still have people coming in and they're, they're fully vaccinated and they've got antibodies and they've still got the virus in their nose when you test them. So it's, uh, but they're not dying usually, but they're not dying. They're not sick. Yeah. So, so we just don't know yet. And we know that the antibody levels are higher in your lungs than they are in your, in your nose and your nasopharynx. And that's where you transmit it. Uh, that's you sneeze and you've blown, uh, little micro droplets with, uh, with the virus particles attached to it and somebody breathes that in and then they got it. And you just don't know when and where because the the, the spray from a, a large adult male who sneezes or coughs can go out five, 10 feet and hang in the air for hours, hours. So wear the so, mask if you're not protected for the vaccine at least. Yeah. yeah, and the mask is a good protection and I've even heard doctors say, oh, the masks don't work. Yeah, they do. The, we talked about this a year ago, the cloth mask, double ply of uh, tightly woven cotton that's uh, nicely fitted to your face is about 80% effective in blocking uh, droplets of uh, spray from somebody's coughing or sneezing. And people say, yeah, but the, the virus itself is so small, it'll go right through. The virus is not free floating in the air. It's attached to little droplets of, of, of mucus and sputum and uh, that's how it's traveled around. But they're, the harder you cough or sneeze, the smaller uh, the size of the droplets you can produce. So you get, you know, you get down to 25 to 50 um, microns, and, and that's pretty small. But, the, you know, the, the good mask, the N95s, they'll block everything down to five microns. Five that's, microns. That's pretty small. That's pretty small, baby. Yeah. So, and the, the surgical masks work about 90% effective and the N95s, but of course you have to wear them, right? And the N95s are about 95% effective. But the other side of it, Ken, is if you're wearing a mask and you got it and you cough or sneeze, you're not going to spread it all over the place. Well, that's, that's the whole idea, right? So it's protecting everybody else. Yeah, you got to protect everybody else. And I think it's really selfish of people not to get the vaccine, especially when they see what's going on. Uh, it's not fair to you and me. It's not fair to their neighbors, to their family. <clears throat> and a lot of this is spread with, between family and friends. Yeah, you're, the person you're going to hurt is yeah, one of the people the, closest to you. Yeah, You always hurt the ones you love. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I think we need a break, Doc. 
All right, let's do it. Uh, this is Dr. Bill. I'll be right back. By the way, we have got the vaccine, and we also have the ability to test you, a rapid test. So if you are going to jump on an airplane and you need a 72-hour before you get on test, we're there for you, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. I'll be right back. I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. At least five Palestinians have been killed in shootouts with Israeli forces during a sweeping West Bank arrest operation cracking down on the Islamic terrorist group Hamas. The Israeli military says an officer and a soldier suffered serious injuries when troops came under fire during one arrest and were airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. The violence the deadliest between Israeli troops and Palestinian terrorists in weeks. German voters are choosing a new parliament in an election that will determine who succeeds Chancellor Angela Merkel after her 16 years at the helm of Europe's biggest economy. Poland's point, uh, the polls rather point to a very close race today. The battle between Merkel's center-right union bloc and state governor Artem Laschet running uh, for chancellor. Center-left Social Democrats are putting up outgoing finance minister Olaf Scholz. This is SRN News. We Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. In the last 12 months, the Federal Reserve has added over $4 trillion to their balance sheet. It's led to an explosion in financial assets. Stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, housing prices have all exploded higher. But the Federal Reserve can't keep this going forever. This is unsustainable. It's why you need Advantage Gold. 
We teach people how to own physical gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. We don't pay celebrities millions of dollars. We pass that value on to you. It's why we're number one. Call 800-900-8000 now. Speak with one of our experts and learn how. We'll send you a free gold kit and a copy of my national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call 800-900-8000 now. Seize your window of opportunity and join our growing team. Dominic's Blinds and Decor is in need of new sales consultants and installers. Experience is preferred, but we are willing to train the right candidate. If this is what you're looking for, contact Dominic's Blinds and Decor today. Apply online under careers at www.dominicsblinds.com or call 941-922-2345. AM 860, The Answer. Online at Tampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Partly sunny today, high 90. Clear skies and cool tonight, low 74. Nice on Monday with plenty of sunshine, high 89. Clear skies Monday night, low 72. Tuesday, nice with sunshine, high 87. Tuesday night, clear, low 71. Wednesday, high 88. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Alexa Weisberg for AM860, The Answer. And we're back. Dr. Bill with Ken by his side, having a great show today, having fun. You know, Ken, I was saying right before the break that uh, we have a, a new little machine that can test a uh, rapid 15-minute test for, for the virus. Uh, and so if you're going to take a trip, get on an airplane, now they require that you have a negative test within, what, 72 hours or something like that. <clears throat> the same thing if you're going to Canada. Uh, if you're going to Europe, uh, some of the countries require that. All the airlines, of course, require it. And the cruise ships, too, are at, they're actually doing it at the dock when we go on this cruise. We're leaving from Venice, and you have to show them your vaccination card and all your, uh, all your documents, of course. And then they do a nose swab right there on the dock before they let you on the boat. I wasn't aware of that, no. <clears throat> that's, that's not all of the cruise lines, I don't think. But certainly uh, Holland American has implemented that uh, requirement. So... We've got that now, Ken. We've got that little machine. It's really neat. We can do the flu and the COVID uh, testing all at once with with just one nose swab. So we want everybody to consider that because we need to pay for that little sucker. What's the phone number if they need a test? 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. And you can come on down or you can give us a call or, uh, you know, for for the flu vaccine or the uh, Pneumovax not the Pneumovax, the uh, COVID vaccine, you can just walk in. Uh, we've, we've got it. Uh, we've got the Moderna, and we've got another load of the Pfizer coming in, although the wife is melting down over that. But, you know, really the Moderna is all you need. Uh, you can use that as a third, uh, as a booster shot, a third shot, or your first and second shots. And even if you've had the Johnson & Johnson or the Pfizer, it's the same technology. It all works the same way. It all stimulates the same RNA uh, reaction inside of the uh, dendritic cells. So don't worry about it. But if you're one of these sticklers and you want to have the same thing you had before, we've got both Moderna and Pfizer. Now, let's get off of that because I'm 
getting worn out talking about that, Ken. I'm 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 going to have a meltdown here. <laughs> well, we don't want that. What's else what on your mind this morning? Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you on your mind this morning, then, Doc? All right. So so you know, I told you about the Evergrande Fund a few weeks ago, uh, the big real estate firm in China that's that's uh, going under. I don't think that talk about meltdowns. Yeah, that that's three hundred and five billion dollars. And uh, it, it took a trillion dollars of, of uh, net worth out of uh, the pockets of these big hedge fund, or these big uh, investment funds and the wealthy, you know, like Jeff Bezos and these guys. A trillion dollars was lost in one day. <laughs> well, from what I've been reading, the Chinese um, party, the Communist Party, is worried that people in China now are getting so rich, they're getting so powerful that they can't control them anymore. Well, I, I think that, that part of it is that they're, they're, the, the wealthy are flexing their muscle in terms of uh, trying to manipulate the economy to their benefit. And, of course, the Chinese have had somewhat of a laissez-faire attitude to try and get the, the economy up and going. And now they're stepping in and they're implementing more rules and regulations. And Korea is doing the same thing, too. You know, Korea is going after uh, Facebook and uh, Google and because these uh, – these venues, uh, they were, I think it's Google, it might even be uh, Amazon, because if you had an app uh, you developed and you wanted to sell it on on Google or uh, Amazon, they were charging 30% cut, 30% of your take. Now they're down to 15% uh, because of the threats that were coming from the government and uh, the uh, the, the Korean government stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. You can't charge them anything. If they want to do that, uh, then, you know, you, they can go through another another vendor. But that vendor, you have to allow them to use your your Google uh, web, whatever you call it. What is it, Google? It's a, it's a web service, right? You're talking about a hosting service? Yeah. Something, well, okay. hosting and also, uh, you know, on Google now you can sell things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, Yahoo, I mean, too. You can sell everything. Everybody's got a – even yeah. Facebook has a sale page now, I think. You know, and, and so they're saying, well, look, if, if you don't let these people sell their apps that they've developed without charging them 15%, we're going to fine you. And mm-hmm. they that went through the, uh, the South Korean uh, Congress, and, and that, now that's that's a big deal there. The, the Oriental – or I should say the Asian, because we're not allowed to say Oriental anymore. The Asian countries are often more uh, apt to intervene uh, from the central government into the actual workings of businesses than we are. We're, we're more laissez-faire in that respect, but we manipulate it more by the macroeconomics of how much money we let out and, and pull back in and that sort of thing and regulations for banks and investment firms, et cetera. Yeah, we tend to keep our hands off the private enterprise. We try to. Yeah. Uh, it's a set, and Instead of directly, it's indirect that we uh, try to uh, manipulate things. But we but, have stepped in. The government has stepped in in the past. Maybe it's time they do now. Here. Yeah, and they might need to. Uh, of course, you're not going to get a consensus now that we're in such a contentious era. And uh, if you remember back in 2011, the government shut down for a while. Remember that? Sure. Remember Ted Cruz? He he uh, he uh, did the filibuster 
because he didn't like the, the bill that was coming through the Senate and the House. And uh, the backdoor deal was that he's got money in his retirement plan that's in oil. And uh, the bill was unfavorable to his backers and his oil buddies in his own portfolio. So they cut a deal with him, and uh, then that ended the, the shutdown. But I don't forget how many days that was. It was a lot. My daughter, I remember, I remember this one very well because my daughter's eighth grade trip was to Washington that week. Yeah. Everything yeah. was closed. Everything was, <laughs> was shut down. It was sad, yeah. And, and, and now, and, you know, the Evergrande meltdown uh, is going to have an impact more on uh, China than the rest of the world, but certainly the rest of the world is going to feel it. I don't think the Chinese central banks will let this uh, company go under. Uh, they'll, they'll bail them out <clears throat> and take over, which is fine, because we don't want to see the Chinese meltdown either. We don't want them to get too far ahead of us, but we don't want them to get too far behind us either. You know, it doesn't work well when they're the Chinese tend to revolt when the economy is not good there. That's what gets rid of them, brings in new ones. So at any rate, Ted Cruz, he melted down our government for a few weeks. And now we've got Mitch McConnell and the Republicans threatening to do the same thing again. And this, this, is, uh, uh, this is good and bad. After the meltdown, after the government shutdown in 2011, Ken, our bond rating which is extremely important, went from AAA to AA to single A. Uh, now we're back up, but if, if we shut down again, uh, then our bond rating will go down. Why? Because it, it slows the economy down. There's a lot of money that comes through the federal government to federal employees, a lot of programs, a lot of contractors. Uh, there's uh, the business end of it that has to be kept up and run. There's the Treasury Department. There's, I mean, there's just innumerable things that are vital to the economy, not only the United States, but the world. Because, you know, the Chinese, they have bought a trillion dollars worth of, of our bonds. And the Japanese, 1.2, 1.3 trillion. And a lot of countries around the world count on us to be stable and secure and have a good bond rating. Now, you say, well, what's the big deal? We'll pay them off eventually. You know what? If you don't pay on time or if you default on a, on a bond payment, you're not going to get to do business with the world the way that we have over these past uh, 100, 200 years. And it's, it's real simple. And once your bond rating starts to drop, guess what else goes up? Yeah, your interest rate goes up. That's right. Your interest rates go up. So then we end up paying more money, which stacks adds to our debt and our deficit and you know our our 30 trillion that we are in debt our deficit or whatever you want to call it that's twice that's twice the, the national product the, the gross national product of china <laughs> twice <laughs> twice that's what makes it so scary yeah but you can't uh, you can't just walk away from it. No, you can't do that. So what's and, going on then? Why why do we, why would Republicans do this? Why would they risk all that to shut the government down? Because they don't want that uh, three point five tr uh, trillion uh, bill that that the president's pushing to go through. They don't they don't want it. They, you know they, they they might compromise at a trillion or a trillion and a half, depending on how it's allocated, but. Uh, they just are not going to put up with that, and so they're threatening to shut down the government. The debt ceiling, uh, you know, you, you have to raise it in order to print more money. I mean, you cannot 
the, the federal government cannot do anything unless Congress says it's okay. They can't print money unless Congress says, yeah, now you can print it. And when we print it, you know, we print it to, or, or we get it by selling our bonds. Uh, that's really the, the main way we get it. And, uh, and then when we want to take money out of circulation, we, we, uh, we get the bonds back or we, you know, we get the money back. And so you get money into circulation in the country by selling your bonds and then distributing that money to your banks or you buy it back. So it's a back and forth thing. And uh, that's how the economy is is controlled in terms of uh, uh, the amount of money that's in circulation. And it's it's complex. You know, we have M1 and M2 and M3. And, uh, you know, M1, I forget which one it is. That's the amount of hard cash in circulation. M2 is hard cash and uh, short-term credit, you know, like credit cards and that sort of thing. Because that's a form of, of money now. And soon we're going to have the cryptocurrency mixed in with this, too. Did China just out? Did I just read somewhere that China banned the cryptocurrency? Yeah, they're going to make their own. Oh, I didn't know that. Ah. Yeah. So they can trace it <laughs> and make sure where everything's going. And control it. And, yeah, you know, and control it, right. Of it, too. I mean, you, you don't want to have uh, uh, a currency that is not controlled and there's no regulations on it. I mean, you see the wild swings in, in, in the cryptocurrencies and uh, I mean, it goes from 20,000 to 40,000 in a year and then down to 30,000 and back up to 45,000. I mean, how can you run a business? How can you when, sleep at night with that? Well, yeah, I mean, you don't, you go buy a car and your crypto, your Bitcoin's worth $45,000. So you give your dealer one Bitcoin and then that evening it drops to 40 grand. Well, I mean, he's, he's lost a big chunk of change. <laughs> yeah. All his, all his profits on the car sale are gone. You say, well, he can hold it. It'll come back. Yeah. But you know, that's, well, that's his not, bank want the money too. So it's, I, I don't think that's a good strategy. I mean, it may be, and I'm just not used to it, Ken, but I would think that the, that you would want something that's more fluid that you don't have to hold on to to wait for it to come back. You know, it's a, a little bit like real estate. I mean, you can't just unload it uh, and make a profit. Yeah, but real estate doesn't flex like the Bitcoin does, you know. it's not Although, It doesn't go up and down quite that fast. Yeah, and so uh, the Chinese and the Japanese and a lot of people around the world are worried about uh, our government shutting down. Uh, and I, I, I don't think that Mitch McConnell is going to do that. I, I, I think that this is more of posturing to. It's a negotiation stop. ploy. Yeah, yeah, it's a no negotiation ploy. So we'll see what happens. But uh, it probably is not a good thing, even though it feels like a good thing for conservatives, uh, for us to flex our muscles and say, you know what, we can we can hurt you Democrats as much as you can hurt us Republicans, because. Well, there are Democrats that are not, are not on board with the $3 trillion. Yeah, there's Democrats that I'm in. And Joe Manchin, he's not for it. So they're and, not going to get it through. They might as well just start negotiating now and save us all the trouble of closing down the government. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And uh, it's it's really uh, a tough situation to put our country in. And we, we are still the world currency, even though the world doesn't like it. A lot of the world would like their currency or an international currency or the yuan. But, you know, until these countries are more stable, uh, have more consistent regulations, uh, are less corrupt, uh, the world's going to turn to us because yeah. we, 
we've been pretty good about making payments and doing what we say we're going to do. And it's hard for people to understand that we are different. We are very unique. Our, our markets are open. I mean, it's yeah, all transparent. Yeah, there's not much like us anywhere. Yeah. What do you think about the Australian-Britain-U.S.? Uh, I guess it's a treaty now. Yeah. The to, supply, to supply the Australians? Yeah, A-U-K-U-S, Australia, United Kingdom, and the U.S. A-U-K-U-S, AUKUS. AUKUS, and, so, and it's a it's a defense pact, and uh, the Chinese are calling it, and the Russians are calling it the NATO of the Pacific, and they're not happy. That's and a good so, thing. <laughs> it's, so what we're doing is we're telling the, the Australians, we're going to help you build nuclear subs, and we'll probably help them load them up with some uh, real pretty shiny uh, nuclear missiles, uh, which will give pause to the Chinese. Now, the Chinese, are, they're, they're, being, uh, they're being verbally assaulted on all sides. They're trying to make nice with the Vietnamese, but the Vietnamese have whipped them before. And, of course, they, the Japanese and the Chinese, <laughs> they're, they, they're, their animosity goes way back. The South Koreans are not real happy with the Chinese. I mean, they want to work with them, but, you know, China's conquered South Korea, the Korean Peninsula a few times. And uh, India is the second largest country and the fourth or fifth largest military on the planet. And uh, they are at odds with, with the Chinese, but they want to work. Everybody wants to work with them, but, you know, they also want to make sure that they're contained. Well, China, to work with China, you have to give in to China. Yeah, it's like working with uh, HCA, my hospital corporation. They won't talk to you if you go in and make nice. You got to have a threat, you know. Yeah. You got to have. You got to be bringing them, you know, a million dollars worth of business a year, and then say, "Well, I'm going to another hospital unless you get me a new uh, laser for the OR," and then they'll listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> don't have anything to threaten them with. They don't. They're like. <laughs> Get out of here. We're busy. Yeah. So China really is surrounded by a bunch of people who just don't care for them very much. Do not care. The Philippines, uh, they're coming back towards us. And even little Palau, we talked about that in the past. Meanwhile, all these Afghanistan pilots that we trained are sitting in Tajikistan waiting for us to go pick them up. And we need to say this, Ken. We need to get this out to our leadership. Go get these guys. They, they, um, they were flying and working with us. We Absolutely. trained them. Yes, we we owe it to them. And the Tajikistanis are saying, hey, you can't stay here forever. You're going to have to go somewhere else. Well, where are you going to go? If you go north, you're in Russia. And the Russians, they don't want you. And uh, if you go south, you're back in Afghanistan. You can't do that. They want to cut your head off. That's right. <laughs> so it, this, this is a big problem, and we have a responsibility. I just do not – I, I cannot fathom – that uh, our our president is so callous and so uh, disconnected from the responsibilities we have. This is like our our bonds. These are like our our treasury bonds. Right. Who's going to trust you? If this is the way you. Yeah, nobody's going to trust us. Nobody's going to trust us, and it, it's it's just a, it's a sad situation, really. It, it really will is. because there may become a time when we will need some of these countries. Yeah, and if if we don't play nice and do what we're supposed to do and follow up on our our commitments to these people and get them and their families out of that area, uh, we're we're going to end up with a, a black eye from this. 
uh, I don't think this is a good thing. We got to do something about this. And if any of our leaders are listening to the show today, uh, please, please take this forward and pressure the White House to go pick up these guys and let them in. Yeah. Now, Call your we'll, congressman. That's how the that's how the pressure begins. Yeah. Yeah. And talk to your congressman. And you know that uh, you know that people are listening to the show, Ken, because things we say here a week or two later are in the national press. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, hopefully this will come out. I mean, Fox News usually picks up on this stuff a week or two after I talk about it. Um, that's okay. That's okay. I don't, I, you know, they can have the glory. Sure. Yeah, that that doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, I'm... You're, I, in, you're I, in medicine, Doc. Yeah, I'm in medicine, and what I've done is, is uh, really just uh, been a, a thrill and incredible, and I'm so lucky to have had the career that I've had and to have come to the point in life that I'm at. I mean, uh, it's it's really been pretty amazing. I'm surprised I've made it this far, Ken. I thought that would have been shot by one wife or another <laughs> before this, but the first wife did pull a gun on me, and I ran like crazy, man. I, <laughs> That's because you're fast. You're still with us. You're fast. Oh, fast. Now, now I'm not that fast, so now I'm a good, or, good better husband, gooder boy. <laughs> just do what she says, Doc, and you'll be fine. Just do it. Yes, ma'am. She's and, like oh, China. You know, just do what they say. I told you she melted down this week, and I brought her back from the brink, throwing her phone and kicking and crying and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but we got her back, and uh, we're getting our, our front office gal to work who, who moved up to Brooksville, which for those of you who are out of the area is, what, an hour, an hour and a half from St. Pete. It's up there, yeah. Up there, and so she couldn't work for us anymore. She knew it was Dr. Bill or her boyfriend. Well, I mean, most people would choose Dr. Bill, but you know, you can understand she wants her boyfriend too. <laughs> um, so at any rate, I finally explained <laughs> and got it through to the wife how we can have a virtual office there because we've got we don't use Verizon for our phones anymore, we use SIP lines, SIP, and it's a, all on the computer, it's all on the internet. So I can put a, a phone extension anywhere in the world, and it'll be, you know, it'll be an extension of, in my office. So I could pick up the phone and dial extension two three one and get you if you're over there in in Tampa at your keyboard, Ken. If you have one of our SIP lines, well, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And then with Zoom, uh, for those of you who don't know, Zoom is uh, it's a live uh, interactive uh, web-based format with video and audio. And so you can have Zoom on all day, and she can talk to the staff and be right there in the front office with them from up in Brooksville. You can turn the web camera around, and you can have interaction with the patients as they come up to the desk. So she can make appointments. She can fill out forms. She can fax things. She can do everything that she can do at our office except touch the patients and take the money. Take a- <laughs> all right. All right, so we got to go now. We're getting oh, we got about here. thirty seconds. Yeah, don't forget we've got the vaccine. Get your shot. We've got the ability now to test you rapidly for the the COVID virus. If you're on your way out of the country or taking an airplane somewhere, it's seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. I am Doctor Will with Ken, and we're out of here, dude.
Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.